All right. How are you today? Well, I be fine. After a turbulent week. A turbulent week. Turbulent. Hmm. Is that anything like a fast flowing kind of thing or just a you know, we we have to start by being positive. Yes. As difficult as that seems to be nowadays. Yes. Because everything is hunky-dory. Uh, well, if we can say that without offending somebody, I guess that's okay. I'm not sure if the dories like it or not, but I don't care. Well, that's true. We have reached that age where we are maybe too well-read, just too old, gone through too much. I don't know. Too much too. Too much too? Too much too. Mm. Because did you know that inflation is down? That was the good news yesterday from uh, uh, Canada's finance minister. Oh, by the way, welcome to the Bob and Tom over the fence discussion for the 20th of September 2022. Yes. Today, we're going to probably talk a lot about stuff that goes on in our neck of the woods. Yes, I think, well, yeah, maybe because we're being inundated with it, or maybe maybe we go back to John Q. Public going from quiet to questioning. I don't know. Well, as I said, the good news is that inflation is down in Canada, according to the reports yesterday by our finance minister. She was proud of the fact that it's only 4%, um, even though that's up from the previous month. But in on the planet she lives on, that is actually down. Well, I wonder if it's just new math. You know, I never was good at old math, and now new math has come out, and maybe, maybe I'm just missing the point. I don't know. Well, I don't think you're really tuned in to the way things are. Okay. 4%, which means more than the previous statistic, uh, which was 2.8 or something, uh, is, is not up, it's down. So this is like one of those old conundrums. If a train leaves Chicago, traveling at 400 miles an hour, treading west, and a train leaves from Los Angeles, heading east at 150 miles an hour, where do they meet? <laughs> obviously, obviously, that makes that minus and the plus all balance out. Oh, that would be like the budget then that this government, you know, what mm -hmm. it's going to balance itself. Of course. Come on. That's the good news. Yes. So now, let, so the, now let's go to not the good news. Yeah. Well, what's not the good news? Uh, well, again, from our neck of the woods, we've got a, um, I don't know what you want to call him. It, the, uh, whatever, who's now trying to cause world furor by accusing another government of interfering of political things in another country. You know, 
Are you talking about China's interference in elections in Canada? No, that's old news now. Oh, sorry. No, no. Now we're talking about uh, another government sending in assassins to kill Canadian citizens. Oh. You are suggesting that this is causing a problem between, let's see, India and Canada? Well, I think that's how it started out, but I, uh, and I think that's the way it's going to end up because I don't think very many other people want to get their feet wet in this swimming pool. No. Uh, for, for those who are living on another planet and just receiving this broadcast now, what happened was a person was murdered in actually in your town in Surrey. Yeah. Uh, last June, right? Is when this happened? Well, yeah, a few months ago now. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this particular individual was associated with a uh, separatist movement in India and uh, was well known to law enforcement and to intelligence folks in both Canada and, and in India. And this particular uh, murder uh, has been raised to the level of uh, uh, two countries now essentially not talking to each other and uh, throwing their respective diplomats out of the country. Yeah. Uh, after the uh, Prime Minister of Canada made an allegation in Parliament that suggested, alleged, based on credible information, that the government of India was uh, essentially responsible for this murder through its agents. Responsible, certainly complicit. Complicit. Uh, and of course, as in any law enforcement activity that involves a homicide, the details of which seem to be rather sketchy. Because if you allege uh, 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 that someone was murdered by some other group, you tend to go towards, well, there'll be some arrests made, or we have certain individuals in our uh, target to be brought before the justice system. Of course, none of this has happened. What's happened is a whole lot of uh, innuendos, you might say political ones, and, and uh, from the side of the agreed, agreed uh, side, that's the, the Indian government, who has taken quite a, so uh, what I'm looking for, displeasure with the suggestion that they're involved, essentially has caused a, a, a complete rift between Canada and, and India, which is uh, not unexpected when you have made allegations of this sort. Yeah. And so uh, the question now is, where where's the meat uh, to this allegation? Well, I think it also goes back to things that we've talked about in, in past broadcasts that uh, in our particular nick of the woods, uh, we seem to skip from crisis to crisis. And I guess that in part is uh, is hoping that putting something else for us to focus our attention on will cause us not to think about what had been problems before. 
Kind of like George Orwell's 1984. We were never at war with Oceania. Oceania has been our friend until it wasn't. And then we've always been at war with Oceania because they've never been our friend. And I guess maybe that's what's going on right now is, is that we're just trying to to change things and, and get people's focus on different things so that other little sore points um, aren't, aren't being looked at or followed or tracked. Well, the, the issue with this uh, uh, raises uh, a lot of ugliness in the, in across the board because it's, it's not just politics. It's, 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 it's a, a racial, there's a racial component to this, um, which is very disturbing, uh, especially since the leader uh, of, any, of any country should be there to uh, primarily to unite his uh, constituents, his his uh, his his country men, if we can still use that word, but uh, this is a very divisive uh, uh, approach to that uh, kind of philosophy by the Canadian PM, and uh, you know one of the comments that was made by uh, Rupa Subramanya, who is a writer uh, for. Uh, or a journalist in Canada who herself is uh, of South Asian descent uh, says that if a white supremacist had threatened saying all people of color must leave Canada, you can imagine the uproar. So when a Calistani threatens Hindus in Canada at an event in Canada, everyone bats their eyelids and looks the other way, which is precisely what has been happening uh, with uh, this whole Calistan issue. Uh, without getting into the weeds here, if anybody wants to look this up, it, there's plenty of information about it on on the internet, and uh, you can you can see the, the the announcement that was made in Parliament and subsequent to that by the Minister of Foreign Affairs for Canada, and then you can also, thanks to the power of the internet, go over to the other side of the world and and click on the Hindustan Times and find out what the Indian. Uh, government and its uh, publications are saying about, or rather its media is saying about this issue on the other side of the world and uh, draw your own conclusions. But here it's, it's clearly one which um, the other members of the, of the Western community, that is to say the five eyes, they don't want to have much to do with this allegation. Mm -hmm. Neither the UK, the US, uh, New Zealand or Australia want to wade into the waters on this one. And, you know, right, rightly so, if this is an issue between Canada and, and, uh, and India, uh, it's time for those two people to come to the table and sit down and, and talk about it, not throw any windows out on this, that, or the next thing uh, to try and raise or stoke fear. Or, uh, But it, we, we've talked about that before. I mean... I don't know what governments are doing, it, and, and I don't know. You can paint a you know Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, labor. A leopard doesn't change its spots, and, and the reality is is that it seems to me anyway that politicians are leopards. Uh, they're going to continue to do what has been done before without really changing too much, and talking about. Uh, now we'll reform this, we'll reform that until we can't do it because we've got another crisis to manage. You know, it, 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 I don't know, it, 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 
politicians used to be held with such high esteem and regard and and now they're they're so far down on the pond scum level that uh, I think they're disappearing. <laughs> the pond scum level. <laughs> That's very good. I like that. The pond scum level. <laughs> you you know they used to say, "What's three uh, lawyers at the bottom of the ocean?" A good start. It used to. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, uh, you know a lot of these politicians at the bottom of the ocean would be a good start too. I mean, you you know we're we're being you know a little facetious here, obviously, but. It really is disturbing. This is a very disturbing uh, event uh, uh, because in the grand scheme of things, let's face it, Canada is no longer uh, uh, sort of a... It's not even beacon a on the hill for a lot of other countries. We're, we're, we have frittered away over the last decade, essentially, any... Uh, yeah, it, it used to be that when you when you traveled abroad and you had a Canadian passport, uh, it it wasn't a a free pass by any stretch of the imagination, but at least you were looked at as being kind, uh, willing to help out. Now I, I'm a, I, I'm almost venturing at the point that if you have a Canadian passport, it, it, it's almost like running around with a, a a target on your back you know um, we are certainly not well regarded in a lot of places india i would not want to be a canadian traveling on a canadian passport in india right now i don't think um yeah and of course you have a a, a fellow in canada who props up the government of canada because if if it wasn't for the leader of the ndp one jagmeet singh this government would have been tossed out of office long ago and now he's uh, writing letters to the commissioner in charge of public inquiry and foreign interference to include a look at india's foreign interference in canada and he's telling people that he's going to do everything in his power to ensure the safety of all canadians well that's very interesting uh why is he doing that uh and and uh what is what is the um what is the payoff here is, is he basically doing it to prop up the uh the current government which which would fail tomorrow if he if he pulled the pin, uh, or is he just a narcissist like uh, the guy he's propping up? I'm sorry, but the, you know it's so it's so uh, silly uh, in terms of the, the the professionalism of this as politicians. These these two are are two peas in a pod. Uh, um, Although you you mentioned narcissism, I, I I think that's almost a prerequisite to be a politician nowadays. Uh, if you don't have a degree of of that, uh, you, you're not you're not going to go too far. Well, look, there's something really wrong in the Canadian political system when uh, one one minority group can can basically bribe another one to stay in power. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, how, how, how does this work? And that just goes to show that to some extent things are broken. The parliamentary system in Canada. Which which is supposed to represent all Canadians doesn't represent all Canadians. It represents a very a very small slice mm -hmm. of the uh, of the population uh, who who voted these guys into uh, uh, office. Yeah, but and again, I don't know if 
the official leader of the opposition would be any better. I don't know. Uh, I guess that's part of our, our nature is, is that we, we try to put on the rose colored glasses and look at better, things through a better, better light. And maybe, maybe things will change and maybe they, maybe they won't. I don't know. Well, you know, we're, we're in a 10 year cycle. If you look at the uh, previous governments in this country, They've all pretty well lasted 10 years and then they were done. And it really, it is a 10 year, you know, this, this uh, bunch right now has been in since 2015. So they're pretty well coming up to their eighth year of, of running the show. And the guy started off with the majority government and then subsequent elections has been losing votes. And now he really would be out on the street unemployed if it wasn't for the, the third party. Uh, which is really a fringe party at the rate we're going here, uh, keeping him, you know, propped up. And uh, both uh, these characters know that they're dependent on each other to keep the paychecks going. Yeah. Uh, this particular issue with uh, India, you know, puts a very strange uh, uh, light on Canada's domestic politics because now we're focusing on one group particularly who's got an internal problem, which is none of our business over in, in India, right? Uh, and something as uh, 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 common appears in Canada as a murder on the streets of a, of a major urban center mm -hmm. uh, suddenly brings to sharp focus what exactly is going on in terms of leadership in this country. Yeah. Well, I think... And I don't, you can go back decades. Um, the, the political parties in Canada, you have the fact that nobody wants to stand up and say the emperor doesn't have any clothes on. You know, the, that, that parable is just so apparent. And I, I don't know how it would be in the United States. I don't know how it would be in, in, in Britain, Germany, France. But right now you've got these people... Um, that have been raised basically with a silver spoon in their mouth, uh, wouldn't know a difficult situation if it had been in the behind, uh, trying to tell us how good things are, how how wonderful they're doing at, at mediocrity. And I, uh, I, I don't know. You have politicians that are there for their own good, for their own benefit, I guess, not for the the benefit of the of the, of the populace. And and I kind of wonder when. And we've talked about this before, and, and certainly in pre-production. Um, when will the general populace decide that enough is enough? I certainly don't want to see us going to uh, you know, riots in the streets and and uh, marches against the government and you know, civil, civil disrest. Well, I think this government is, is afraid, uh, frankly, of the consequences of their actions. I just, as we're, as we're chatting, I just got a, from the flyby news, as you call it, uh, the, the downtown Ottawa, uh, they're filming the Toronto police service horse unit walking that this is the city of Toronto as it's horse patrol now in Ottawa, marching down Wellington, Avenue, uh, Wellington Street, rather, uh, in support of something. 
uh, obviously the the um, the march that the uh, uh, million march for kids uh, thing has got them rattled. So they've actually brought in the Toronto Police Service horses to Ottawa. Uh, so uh, you know, there's just there 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 that suggests to me that they, you know they really don't have the the ability anymore, at least in their minds, to to deal with this. So it's oh, it's going to be another version of well, let's whack them while we got a chance here because this is strange you know where there's uh this uh, uh heavy duty you know, law enforcement presence over the whole business of the uh, kids in school uh being told uh, or the parents being told that uh, uh school has uh, the rights to their parents uh, to their children rather so there's something weird going on here. This is, and again, it's it's uh, kind of coincidental. You've got this this uh, operation in in Toronto uh, with this, and then you got uh, Zelensky coming to Ottawa on Friday. So I wonder if they're worried about that also impacting on people getting fed up with what's going on. I don't know. It's just all sorts of stuff isn't working. Well, it is, and and. I, I think that uh, you're right. Uh, somewhere along the line, uh, with the amateurs that are running various governments, they're so used to putting up things on the left hand so they won't see what our right hand is doing that they're forgetting or they're not being able to manage. Uh, like, I mean, how many how many distractions can you put up? It's it's like the old issue with the juggler, right? He puts in one ball, it's okay, and two balls, it becomes okay, and three balls, it's getting a little more difficult. And, you know, when he gets up to five, six, or seven, you know eventually that one of those balls is going to fall. And are we reaching that point now where we've got so many balls in the air trying to distract us that that people are just... Yeah, but, you know, politicians lie. They all lie, okay? But in in, in the case of the Canadian uh politicians and particularly the the government of the day here i mean the, the amount of nonsense that's spewed out as fact is ridiculous i mean the, yesterday the the minister of agriculture uh, lawrence mccauley claimed that farmers support the carbon tax now that has got to be such a bald-faced lie that anybody who has the the, the actual nerve to stand up and say that and 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 know that Everyone's going to look at this uh, on, uh, you know, on the parliamentary channel. And say, what are you talking about? Well, it's bizarre. In, in one sense, maybe he's maybe he's not wrong. Uh, would people support the carbon tax if that carbon tax wasn't going into general revenue to be wasted on government willy-nilly spending, but would actually be put into research and development to uh, improve batteries to uh, provide money for conversion. Like, yeah, but you know, the carbon tax thing, farmers can't buy diesel fuel because it's too expensive. So why would they support that? That that's that's just patently stupid. Oh, I know. But it also gets down to a point if if you say something loud enough and long enough, that it becomes a truth, right? Yeah, well, I this is you know, many, many uh Dictators in the past have used that particular uh, uh, mantra. Yeah, you know, if you tell tell a lie enough times, people will believe you. 
but that's uh, that's what these guys are doing, and this, this is this this is not uh, the twenties, uh, you know, with uh, you know uh, Lenin trying to take over the government. This is this is twenty twenty three, and it's on the internet, it's on it's on TV, it's uh, in the newspapers, and you go, okay, does anybody actually read this stuff and believe it? It's hard. It, you know, it's just stunning. Yeah, I, it, it it's it's getting to a point where you really. You don't know what to believe. It used to be that you could go and read a left-leaning column and a right-leaning column and be able to glean some sort of position for yourself based on that. But you know, it it just seems to me that there just there's no there's no way to reach a happy medium anymore. You know, no, and a lot of this stuff is created. Let's face it, this business that uh, this whether you call it woke or whatever, there's a whole bunch of stuff that no one asked for is being foisted on the general public and it causes division. It causes anger. It causes distrust, uh, hatred, all those things. This is totally unnecessary, you know, mm -hmm. like they, and, and it's always some fringe thing that causes these things to go off the rails. Like, I can be honest and, and truly, you know, the, the, the business with the uh, uh, movement today, the big protest uh, that by and large is parents saying, you know, they're in charge of their kids and not the school boards. Uh, you know, what percentage of kids are we talking about that this is all about? It's minuscule, but everybody worked up into a lather over this thing. Well, I think that's right. And, and, and it gets back to what we talked about before and John Q. Public and, and John Q. Public is standing up now saying, why, why can't my child read properly? Uh, why can't my child add properly? Why can't my child, you know, it, it, you got to get back to the schools going and, and, and teaching the basics so that these kids have a, and, and let them be kids. Yeah. Well, you know, we've got, like I said, extremist commentators on all sides, but when politicians make extremist statements and then hide behind their phalanx of security people and then let the, all hell break loose on the streets. These people are the most disingenuous bunch you'd ever want to come across. Well, yeah. Look, I understand on a, a positive note, you're going to go and, and, and be in Ottawa for all the, the hoopla. Yeah, maybe I'll, yeah, I will be there. Um, and uh, we'll, uh, maybe we'll do a, a, a follow-up on, uh, on Friday morning, uh, how all this pans out uh i've it's uh it, it, there's a lot of things going on that you really have to just shake your head and say how is it possible uh here's one for you that that also came across my desk this morning you remember uh the new zealand prime minister uh jacinth arden yeah, yeah. remember what uh, how she was sent packing well, if you can believe it, she's she's no longer prime minister, right? But she actually spoke at the UN yesterday, and her speech was to crack down on free speech as a weapon of war. <laughs> okay, I mean, she 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 has a, a a feeling for raw censorship and intolerance because she thinks that uh, as the uh, the virtual ambassador at large for global speech. Some speech has to be censored, she says, because it's not good for, as, as, uh, 
balance uh, in, in in discussion. So you know her her version of free speech is as long as you're an ideologue, it's okay. But someone else's isn't. I mean, can you believe it? I mean, this is a totally discredited person in in her own country, and suddenly she's now in the UN pontificating precisely the same nonsense that had her tossed out of office. <laughs> you, know, you can't make this up. Yeah, well, yeah. It goes back to this, this thing, when, when are we going to stand up and, and realize that people shouldn't be afraid to say the emperor has no clothes? Yes, exactly. It's, uh, so, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's actually a very sad day today when you think about it, because it, there's all this turmoil. You know, instead of instead of you know working to make things better, to 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 make uh, you know the future brighter, to to use uh, the tools. It, I love that one. You know, politicians and their toolbox of stuff. Instead of using the tools to make uh, a, a life a, a more positive for most people, not just some people, because because this is part of the thing that I'm beginning to see is that we have. Uh, these guys have worked it out so that, you know, some people will be okay, but not all people. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, think, I think we realized that when we were growing up that uh, you, you were never going to have 100% buy-in on anything. No, it that's true. What you do, you're going to annoy somebody, offend somebody, um, bother somebody. And I guess that's part and parcel of, of, of growing up and being part of the, the adult world. You have to realize that you're not going to be able to be an, everybody's best friend. You know? yeah. No, but what these guys have done, and I use the term guys as a... Descriptive. Descriptive, yes. Because I don't want someone writing to us, oh, no, you're not talking about men, you're talking about women too, you know? Um, uh, you know, their, their plan of dividing and conquering is all they got. Okay. So you divide up the immigrant community, you divide up the religious community, you, you divide up the cultural community, and then you take this little mosaic you're putting together of your perfect little world in your ideological head, which by the way, leaves out about 80% of the folks. And that's what they've done. And we're sitting around here yakking it up. You know, 100 years from now, when this video that you and I are doing right now is, is looked at by aliens or whatever, they go, hey, there's, I wonder why the planet went all the hell back in whatever year we add on to 2023. Well, there are these two guys talking about this. They should have, people should have paid attention to what two old guys talking over the fence. That's a 3,000 mile fence. You know that uh, could have could have picked up on this. Well, again, that goes back to uh, a lot of things. the uh, The idea of the Monday morning quarterback, who certainly could have tossed the game winning TD uh, pass. Um, hindsight is a wonderful thing. It's always twenty twenty, and yeah, how many times can we go back through history and find out? 
you know, there's this, there was this guy who said this that we should really listen to, and yeah, I did I did read something the other day that uh, one of the most uh, sought after searches in Google at the moment is the Roman Empire and the, and its decline, and that mm -hmm. that's an interesting statistic. Well, I've often thought that myself. You know, on a bell curve, there's a rise. And there's a plateau, and then there's a decline. Yes. If you kind of put where are we now on that bell curve related to the Roman Empire, and would we be surprised where we are? Where yeah, we... and it failed fairly rapidly once the rot set in. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it went from an enormous empire, geographically speaking, with influence in, in different parts of the world, to literally nothing by the time it, it it totally collapsed and i think if you look at the timelines like 200 years from from zenith to the end of the line which is amazing mm -hmm. uh, and if and a lot of those and i and i must admit i did also not this last number of weeks but earlier looked at that similar uh google search on the roman empire and and one of the key elements to the end of the Roman Empire was they had they spent money they didn't have they got into wars nobody wanted and they and they made enemies of their own people in their own community <laughs> duh what can go wrong right so you know you don't want to say well history repeats itself but boy there are some parallels that uh, you know they're there Hope that someone along the line that there are there, there will be people that are students of history. They're going to be able to rise up above this and, and point these things out to us. But we're we're still a society right now that wants to rewrite history and to to make it fit the the proper uh, script that should be should be followed in in, in some people's minds, but. Well, and there and there are truly a lot of lunatics running around in 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 uh, positions of power. I'm sorry, you know that, that might be a blanket statement for for many, but uh, there was an incident here a week ago in, in in Ontario where one of the high schools decided that any books published before 2008 had to be removed from the shelves because it didn't include diversity and an inclusion. Uh, uh, material. I mean, you know, they got rid of Harry Potter and Anne Frank's diary, whatever. What, what lunatics are in charge of that? You know, and so you wonder why your kid can't spell, can't add, and has no critical thinking, uh, and has, knows more about the drag queens on TikTok than they know about, uh, you know, uh, even recent history. So, I'm sorry, but this I lay the, the the blame on the parents who weren't paying attention to to the school boards uh, who were teach who were hiring the people who were teaching their kids because uh, you know this is this is nonsense. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> well, it goes back to the point I said before. You know, you 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 can't be liked by everybody. So no. even if you want to believe that these school boards are doing things in the right interest and you're going to go along with it because you don't want to be seen as being the bad guy standing out. 
Yeah, well, stand up and realize that maybe they aren't right. Yeah. Well, you know what? Today is the 20th. Tomorrow is the 21st, the last day of summer. And uh, we'll be starting the fall season in our next, uh, our next, next episode. Yeah. And uh, so we'll see uh, what the fall brings us. But it, the summer hasn't been all that great, frankly, on some of the topics you discussed. Mm -hmm. Yes, we still have to find that elusive happy, happy broadcast. Yeah, well, let's let's put that on our agenda. Happy broadcast <laughs> for the next quarter somewhere. Anyway, I got to go because I got to prepare for travel. Your, your road trip. Yeah, the road trip. And uh, yeah. We'll talk uh, soon, uh, maybe even Friday. We'll see how I can tee that up. The technology will have to be uh, figured out, but it might be a short one. We may can do something with it. Or, yeah, maybe just a little uh, border pole on the street. Well, we might try that. Might try that. Yeah. It's a, it's a teaser for our viewers. Yeah, let's... <laughs> All right. And, and... To all you listeners out there, thanks for putting up with our ranting for this That's week. Right. And be sure to hit the like button. <laughs> subscribe. Oh, <no. laughs> all right. Take care, Bob. You too. Have a good trip. Yeah, thanks. Bye.